0: Welcome to another episode of the Huntington University Comets Podcast. I am your host, Shane Albarani, and today we have got something very special for you. We have Mr. Comet himself, Eddie Long on the show. This was amazing. Eddie Long, of course, an original Comet. He has been a part of so many memorable games in Comet history, and we talk about that, and we talk about him growing up in Ottawa, and all kinds of great things, including some wonderful just life advice from Mr. Comet himself, Eddie Long. So let's get right to it. Here is me and Mr. Comet, Eddie Long.
1: What we got to do, I think, is got to stay away from the penalties. But tripping is the really the only because you might be reaching in and the stick yeah. goes right in the, the blade and and there's nothing you can do cross checking i I probably Ben says you guys you don't we don't have to cross check <laughs> don't have to hook yeah, see that's what I'm saying is with these but again i I gotta uh, congratulate the frankies congratulate you and your buddy Fred up there I mean this is the thing to look at the crowds yeah. If you take the... We're number one again, right? We're number two right now. Toledo's drawing? Yeah.
0: Just just not much. Not much. Just a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But again, the old Toledo rink. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was owned by a guy from Fort Wayne. Yeah. And it was kind of... That's got to be the worst design <laughs> rink I've ever seen. <laughs> we had to come out of your dressing room, which is about a, for about 10 people to get dressed. There you'd see the animals yelling at you. Walk by the concession stands. Up through the crowd, yeah, on the ice, and then I'm not sure Tuesday or Wednesday was beer night. By the time you got to started, you're hopping the bag because they were throwing beer on you like that. <laughs> but it was it was uh, just like you know we when we played against Muskegon, uh, we would play there on a Friday night at nine o'clock. Then we would go by. The, we played the next night in Fort Wayne, so we went by car. And you, your mind has to uh, get used to these things like that, too. And I think that's the biggest thing that about the coaches uh, that we had. Alex Wood, he was our first coach. And he said, if you're at the right place at the right time, you can put the puck in the with a broomstick. And I firmly believe, there's where the game has changed, You know, uh, you know, as far as everybody goes after the puck. And we played a different thing like that, too kind of interesting too with I was the only guy that played the whole 60 games the first season I'm the youngest guy in the team <laughs> we didn't make the playoffs we ended up in the last place but Alex the coach put a good entertaining team on the ice in fact we had a set of
0: twins yeah you did, the, we, did we had the a set cannon. of twins now yeah and you you played with the first set of
1: twins yeah. the Cannon boys
0: and they lived yeah. right,
1: They lived. I lived over here on this side of Goulburn and they lived three houses down
0: and you lived with a, you were grew up around a lot of guys who played pro hockey. Eventually, well, like, not a lot.
1: like George Drysdale and, and George and I are the only two guys left from the first team. Yeah, and George skated skated straight up, like I, I when I played. I always kind of bent over, and him and I tied for goals that year, uh, like that too, thirty-one goals apiece.
0: Yeah, and uh, so you were on the first team. So what was that first training camp like in '52? Because <laughs> you, you guys, you, your yeah, yeah, training camp was in Ontario. And Woodstock. You pick, Woodstock, and you picked up George Drysdale on the way to Fort Wayne, right? Yeah, because
1: <laughs> George was debating over the coach that played with the Red Wings. I can't think of his name. But anyways, uh, of coming to uh, Fort Wayne and picked him up in the way, and we played in Toledo because Alex had coached them for four years. See, we, if, if we would have made the playoffs, we would have had to play on the road. Yeah, because yeah, they had the Bowling yeah. Congress here.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was big. Yeah. Yeah, that was big in the 50s. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, you were actually recruited by Alex Wood, right, up in Ottawa. Yeah,
1: Ottawa. Yeah. So I got to know these guys like uh, Edgar Blodin, who was really a fan favorite here. Yeah. Art Stone, uh, Stoney. One of the best face-off guys I've ever seen. I used to get seven to ten goals a season off the face <laughs> Really? So, you know, you just take a look. And Edgar yeah. Blondin, Egger was a tough guy, too. Not, he dug in the corners and he could handle himself, and he was really, really at the point. He said, I'm going to get the goals. So I said, hey, get in front of that. And I oh, I can't score anyways. I said, okay. <laughs>
0: But you, I mean, a lot of the guys who you grew up with, you ended up playing with and playing against in the IHL, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot. I mean, well, <laughs> your whole neighborhood. Yeah.
1: Well, you take a look like with the Chick Chalmers, you know. Yeah. Joe Kaslik, who had played here. Uh, Brian McClay, who came with the Cincinnati Mohawk. You take these guys like that, too. Like Glenn Ramsey, the Gold Thunder, 18 mm-hmm. seasons. I mean, in, in fact, they talked to Rammer. And uh I talked to him the other day. And then Billy Gould with Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He was in line with Dickie Moore, Art Rose. Billy, and Art never made the NHL, but Dickie Moore was a poor skater, but he made it. See, I was 12 years old when I used to go to the games in Ottawa. Right, right. And it was really interesting, too, because I saw the uh, uh, Kraut line play in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mel Schmidt, you know, Bobby Bauer. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really something like that, too. And then I Ottawa Commandos were there, Ottawa Flyers like that too, Nat. But uh, I remember the uh, Ottawa Senators was really something. Legs Fraser, I've never seen a goaltender so. I mean, this guy was just, uh, did everything like that too, as far as this. But I was very fortunate to grow up with a rink right beside our house, 100 feet long and 20 feet wide. In fact, the young uh, Barry McDonald, Clem McDonald, Later, he could not play hockey because sports in the county had a rheumatic fever. Yeah. Anyways, he later became the traveling secretary for the Montreal Canadiens, 23 seasons.
0: And so you watched the Senators play a lot. You, you saw a lot of Memorial Cup games. and you were Oh, yeah. Were See, the lot. Memorial
1: Cup was basically yeah. east against west. It wasn't yeah. like it is today. And uh, yeah, I saw the Memorial Cup. And then I had the Out of our uh, Sandy Hill district, we had... Phil Maloney, who was 18 years old when he played with the Bruins. And then we had uh, the Cullens, three Cullen brothers in the, uh, all in the NHL. And then we had uh, Ned Harkness. I never knew this. He lived two blocks from me, but he coached the Detroit Red Wings. And that's how I got here when I played baseball. And the guys up there said, check with Eddie Long. He had a good year with St. Pat's. Yeah. And they came down, Alex talked with me. And I signed my contract. $95 a week was good money then. Yeah. You know, really. Yeah. Then we played an exhibition game against Troy, New York. And that's when I met Art Stone. It was fun. Before he came to Fort Wayne. And then the owners of the Kitchener team uh, saw me and they wanted to, me to come to Kitchener. And they offered me a job and $75 a week. But I called my dad on
0: the phone. He says, just stay where you are. Stay in Fort Wayne. Yeah so so going back to that first season uh you know you come into town you you didn't know where fort wayne was you roll into town you go into the van orman hotel right and that's where you guys that's where it began in 1952 that night
1: yeah yeah the first year really was something fred huber he was the worked for the red wings and then he was the secretary for the uh, ihl like that too and take a look you know i think we had a request for 14,000 tickets as far as it was free and uh, we went out, and then Ben Tenney, he was the sports editor of the new center, mm-hmm. but he was writing for the Pistons. And the only article he ever wrote was about me. He called me, you know, uh, I was a big prospect for the NHL. And they come to Fort Wayne, you know, I never heard of Fort yeah. Wayne. You know, i had never been in the States to begin with. Yeah. Fort Wayne had something I didn't know. And it sounds kind of crazy, but the thing about it is I was never homesick.
0: Really? So you Never. fell home, right, as soon as you got to town.
1: We've got generations into the game, like mm-hmm. we've got our grandson. See, and this little guy, the guy's five years old. He's amazing, I mean, this little <laughs> guy. I mean, he shoots the puck. I guess he got a goal with a backhander. That was I. my, that was my favorite shot. <laughs> the
0: the backhand? You, yeah, you don't yeah. know where it's going. Yeah. And you coached an awful long time, too. I mean, you were you were intricate to a lot of players in Fort Wayne hockey yeah in fact a young man by the name of
1: Buck Buchanan he was in Vietnam and I coached him in parkboard hockey mm-hmm. and anyways he said people were getting killed and shot at and all that. and he said I thought of Eddie Long he told my daughter and uh, yeah. and Brady but see basically what it was this is the way I look at it what it was I had two brothers killed in the war and I felt God sent him down to protect this young man. Then I had the, uh, uh, I coached the little peewee team. Some of the guys were, became our doctor. Uh, Mitch Stuckey. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Mitch? I don't know Mitch, no. Uh, anyways, John Bragalone, his dad became chief of police, Chuck yeah. Wilson. And I, I, my dad always taught me this the coach is the coach, regardless. Until you become coach, you can do what you want to do. But since he's not, you're not coaching, you're going to be do what you're told. And my goal was coaching with citizenship, school. I mean, citizenship and then school, and then your uh, hockey like that, too. So, yeah. But I always mention school to them. This is important, you guys. I didn't go to school. I quit school one year. And the game has changed. Uh, you know, My thing is, it's faster. And the reason why it's faster for me, you can go from one end to the blue line. You know, and, yeah. that, and then you can change. That's when you got the extra guys, utilize them. You know, as far as say, just like near the end of the game, one minute's long
0: enough to be on. And I think Anthony Petruzzelli, the team's captain, probably played a lot like you. He did. <laughs> yeah. He, he. Oh, yeah, he's the yeah. kind of guy, go get the hell out of my, uh, hell out of my
1: way. Yeah. You know, and I, I didn't mind a clean hit. That, yeah. that didn't bother me. Yeah. It pumped me up, but it didn't hit the nerve. Right. And you know, no, I got to get even. No, that's yeah. nothing to do with it. And I look back. Instead of fighting, why don't I make a good play and assist, or a goal or a shot or something yeah. like that? To me, so this, this, you've got to work. In fact, I was talking to Ben about this. How many guys, even including Crosby or even Gretzky, and I think we talked about this when you go yeah. in, shoot, and if you score. Still stop. But the brain and the legs do not work together. And that, and that's, that's what they're having now. They're having people that work with the brain function with the legs. Mm-hmm. And football and hockey don't go together. As I, said, I played football one year as a quarterback. Boy, I had a heck of a time in hockey. So I asked the trainer, Lloyd... His name is Lloyd Ace Percival from Toronto, anyways, he said, "Muscles you're working muscles here, you know, and then muscles the other way so I just that was it for football and this is it when I was fifteen, I was five four, and hundred and thirty five pounds. so I wrote to Lloyd Ace. In one year, I went from five four to five eight and 170 pounds. I asked Mum gets different food. <laughs> one thing they do—I got to give them a lot of respect today—is they eat the proper food today. That is a big, big. See, years ago, but I—I I started eating pasta years ago too, when I played, and I think that's the biggest thing that they've done done today. Uh, I. And I asked Ben about, you know, the morning skate. He said, oh, it's such and such a thing like yeah. that, too, that you can have. But again, I think that the thing about it is with having the pasta and all this stuff, I think that's the spaghetti thing like mm-hmm. that, too. And I think that's just like now. We used to get home from Muskegon, you know, and go to bed. I remember I got hit. Wow, I got, jeez pain, I had to lie down, and Coach Canelli and he stayed with me. I said, oh, man, got home, still had a lot of pain. I went to the bathroom in Purple, called a doctor, had a bruised kidney. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, so I've been very fortunate. I had mm-hmm. that one game on a Sunday afternoon where I only had 12 guys. That's when a fine got, first time a fine ever got hit with a puck. So, in the meantime, Puck came up and got me for 18 stitches. And that's when they took me. I think it's in the book there in the
0: picture. Yeah, took you to the hospital.
1: Took me to the hospital, but there was no ambulances then on that. So, they went in the police yeah. station wagon.
0: And that was 59? 59 think, and yeah. 60, that's yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, against Toledo. <laughs> yeah, you're
1: right. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you know who the goaltender was? No. Let's see, there's a story again. This goaltender... I tried out for Fort Wayne and didn't make it. Okay. And the score was two to one. And in fact, I got a breakaway which is in there too. Went in and made a three to one. I remember a shot high, stick side. It was my 30th goal of the season. Mm-hmm. He later became the first Pittsburgh Pembroke goaltender. Les Binkley. Yeah, so here, see him and then Fergie became good friends. John, John Ferguson. Ferguson. See, John yeah. Ferguson, they say he was the first enforcer. And that's the last thing he wanted to do, Shane. Right, it's fight. yeah. yeah. And he said, know I'm going to yeah. have to do that. That's why they got yeah. me up here. And uh, But he got he had five goals for Christmas. He said, you're going to get your goals. I got 48 that year. And Bob McCusker, who had come out of University of Denver, he was an All-American in hockey. Good hockey player, too. He's on a good line. And uh, it's kind of interesting. But that overtime game is really interesting. I was talking to Romer on the phone. Kind of interesting, the thing. He said, yeah, he said, you know, I could stop everybody but Lenny Thornton. And I could get him pretty good. Because <laughs> I had made it four to three for us. And anyways... And Aggie Kukowitz tied the game. He was interpreter for Canada when they went to Russia. And anyway, so anyways, uh, so Rammer said, Well, here, here we are. I'm captain. Talk to Ken, the coach. Ronson had a 62 goals, which was the league record. Mm-hmm. Had two goals that night. So who do you pick? Ronson. He lost the puck, <laughs> but then Rammer said he played junior hockey with Ronson. He knew him like that too, and that so uh, it's, we hit the post three times in the overtime. I never forget it. I was sitting on the bench, and Elliot Shirley shot the puck, hit the goaltender's stick, dropped it in the net. Reynolds ain't I remember we we're in Louisville so I get the, we're getting beat two to one or something and Ken jumps all over me and, she can jump all over me and I just go to the reverse of working harder other guys don't so you gotta know that's why if you're gonna be a coach take psychology <laughs> really cause you know you gotta do it and anyways so uh, I go out and I'm really ticked off we had won the game 6 to 5. We got
0: four goals that night. So it, it, it's 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 And you were so you're part of so many famous games in Fort Wayne history, like the game uh, where you won 17 to 1. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the story? I've, I've, I, Bob has well, told me that story, but well, I want to hear it from you cuz well, you played anyways, it. Well, anyways, <laughs> we are playing Troy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the goaltender,
1: Murray McPherson, had tried out for Fort Wayne and didn't make it. Yeah. And again, I mean, we just, that's when Art Stone had, uh, he got uh, three goals and six assists, nine points on that. <laughs> but we never beat him the rest of the year. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, when you take a look, you know, at that game, in fact, uh, Troy had a nice ring. They tore it down. Terrible. I mean, it's, yeah. it really, really. Dressing room was, it was so small. I remember they had a packed house and Kenny Wilson was the general manager. I'm the only guy dressed. <laughs> the guys got lost. They're sitting there eating hot dogs. <laughs> well, he's going got a packed house. And anyways, uh, you know, but again, because of, see, if, if, since he hadn't come into the league, Milwaukee and Fort Wayne, there wouldn't have been the league. Right, in 52, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you take a look. It's just, uh, it's amazing, you know. Well, just like that game in Muskegon. Sixth game of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Now, we get the first goal. They get the next five. So Ken said, what do you think? I said, we look pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, come out. They get another goal, 6-1. to one. Then they opened the game up, which was a mistake. We drive right in. They got penalties, 6-4. I said, we're going to win. Get into overtime. Larry Lund, never forget, had two goals, shot the puck. It's going in the net, and I pulled it out. a rolled. Yeah. Yeah, pulled it out. And we came... Uh, up went up to it. Reggie's line went up to the left and then to the right and was also got the face off. Roger Mason had one of the hardest shots I've ever seen. Yeah. Boom. Top corner. We win. Seven six. In overtime. It was just it, it's <laughs> Bob Chase. Yeah, Bob. I said, How'd you announce that? He says, Oh man, oh man he said, I'm
0: tired <laughs> I got five assists that night. In a playoff game. Yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, and you look at the records. I mean, so much was set, like in that 17 to 1 game. So many records were set that night. Of course, we'll we'll never be touched. No. Uh, But, uh, uh, you know, going back to the game where the Toledo game, where you were knocked out, came back, got the stitches, that game was televised. What a yeah. lot of people don't realize. Yeah, you're right. The, the second and third, the first period wasn't, but the second no. and third was. Yeah. So people actually, there was a record at one time of that game of you coming back on the ice after yeah. taking the stitches.
1: Yeah, because people thought I'd never finish the season and yeah. might be out for life and all this stuff. Again, God was good to me like that, too. And, well, just missed my eye as far as just being up in here like that, doing that.
0: And you played with a bandage around your head. I've seen the pictures
1: of. (laughs) In fact, I was the first one to wear a helmet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I got interviewed in Minneapolis because I was, I got interviewed for, not for the cut in the head, but for the leading scorer in the IHL. And I told the person interviewing me, I said, uh, it w- it will be mandatory in years yeah. to come. But the helmets were terrible. Just awful, I mean, because the perspiration had no place to go but in your eyes. Yeah. And now I, the equipment, it's really good today.
0: So what, I mean, uh, as far as the helmets go, how did they change throughout the years? I mean, from when oh, you... Oh, they got better. Yeah.
1: They really, really... In fact, when I was just playing for fun with our son and grandson you could tell the difference where the perspiration goes and all this stuff and I think that uh, the equipment is much better, lighter than we had it I Mm -hmm. mean it's, it's, I don't know what it weighs now but Mm -hmm. ours used to weigh probably 25 pounds something like that too so in fact the hockey sticks were
0: $75 for a dozen (laughs) (laughs) The game, the triple overtime game in the cup finals that you were in, 1960. Yeah. Yeah. So the longest game in common history. Yeah. It's another one that you're involved in. <laughs> yeah. That that was, that was
1: something, because that game, Glenn Ramsey, who had got traded from Fort Wayne to St. Paul, was a goaltender for St. Paul. And anyways, lost the first two games up in St. Paul, because we elected to play, we could have played the whole series in Fort Wayne. And we got shut out, so we came back home to Fort Wayne, and we beat them, I don't know, 6-1 to one or something. And we got in the overtime, and I scored one with about four minutes to go, 4-3 and an Aggie Coup, which tied the game. Then we played, I put my uniform on at six thirty, Holy Thursday, <laughs> took it off at uh, 2 o'clock good Friday morning. And uh, as I say, it was really an overtime goal, we beat them in the next two games. Played uh, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. I think that's the first time it's ever been played Easter Sunday. Yeah. And then Easter Monday, we played and we got beat three to one, you know, and... Uh, it was tough. I we, The whole team, we cried. It was tough, really, because it's, it's... That was one of the best teams... That was the best team I ever played on. Right. Really? Because we had, you know, Renault Zanier in the Nets. Mm -hmm. We had Lionel Repka. We had Dwayne Rupp, Connie Madigan, and Andy Boykin. Then we had Lenny Thornson, Len Ronson, who else? And then we had uh, Bob McCusker, John Ferguson, myself. But again, it's just one of those things... We had, to, we, we we had I think, 100 shots. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. It was just 100, and they had 80 or something. Yeah. And really, you know, again, the brain works, because here we are. You, you, you don't have three ships. You get two ships. Yeah. So I really feel the brain you're working is, you know, you don't think mm-hmm. of it. You just go out and do mm-hmm. it. Goaltending is the toughest job in the world. If I had to play hockey, I wouldn't be a goaltender. Yeah. No way. In fact, when our goaltender got hurt, we one of the guys went in the nets. That's one position I never would never play. I mean, <laughs> well, I, you,
0: had, you had Chuck Adamson who yeah. didn't miss a game.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chuck. See, Chuck had played with Indy when we had that big fight. Uh-huh. You know, oh,
0: poor, poor Billy Wilkes. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about the big fight. I don't think I know this story. Hey, I don't think I know this story. Well, anyways,
1: the, the big fight. <laughs> what happened? I shot the puck into the stands, which they didn't call delay a the game. Then I mean, that's penalty. You could do that, yeah. So I'm skating by, and he didn't even say a word. Somebody else said it, and I just punched Billy Will. Okay. Poor guy, was a nice young man. <laughs> I was ticked off. Anyways, so anyways, the uh, what happens? Everybody starts coming on the ice. Yeah. Chuck and Reynolds Zanier got in the fight. We They
0: had a, They had to call the game with six minutes to go. Call the game. Yeah. Okay. And now I remember this story. Okay. the story. There's a stupidity. Because the game was suspended and you had to play right. it like a month later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: And that taught me a lesson, Shane. It costs us the playoffs. Really? We lost both yeah. games. Because <laughs> we played another game. Yeah. And then we finished this other game. Yeah.
0: Cause you, right, because it was, it was a continuation, so you played the the rest of that first yeah. game, but then you had yeah. to turn around and play the second game. Yeah. 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 So if you can get your brain, getting
1: forget about fighting, get a good body check. Like I tell people, I said, when I go to the game next time, listen to the difference between a fight and a good body check. What do you hear the most? She said, a good body check. I said, see, that's yeah. why. If you could see, this is why you can control that's why Lenny was so good on this. And then Dubber Dubber was the same way. I mean, he'd be fouling all over the I don't know how the hell he even open the end of the rink would go to McMillan. I mean it was just one of those then then when I was coaching he'd fake
0: asthma. <laughs> you were you were fined one time, right, in Muskegon? <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear the story behind your seventy five dollar fine. <laughs> Well, anyways, that a linesman couldn't even skate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Number one to start with. He wasn't even moving out there. Then we got a penalty for something. I took my stick and I snapped it over the scorer's bench. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Kardash, he was, he, Mike wasn't playing with a full deck either. <laughs> so he we bo- he got kicked out. And then oh, I know why I got the uh, fine. I gave the
0: people the D- finger. Gave him the salute, yeah. <laughs> and this was in Muskegon. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, in yeah.
1: Muskegon, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why it was t- terrible. I mean, this guy, I, you know, he couldn't skate.
0: <laughs> How the hell he ever got to be a linesman? And you had your own rink. Your dad built a rink for you, for the neighborhood, really.
1: Oh yeah, he yeah. did. In fact, that's interesting you say that. I learned this. These guys were coming to play hockey. He goes, "Get off my rink." My dad said, <laughs> this is not your rink. Oh. So for one week, you will not have any skates. So I learned that lesson. Yeah. To share. In fact, this is, you know, we had we had what we call our gang hockey league. It's really interesting. We had, uh, in fact, in that picture was Brian Cullen, the Buchanan twins. Mm-hmm. Uh... Jeff Mc, I mean, Clem McDonald, who later became with the Canadians. And then with the with the junior team, we got to travel. In fact, Billy Orban played for Fort Wayne. And then he went to the Blackhawks. His father was a professor, and he had the 5BX plan of exercise. So you get to meet those guys mm-hmm. like that, too. And then, then Dunk McCallum, a uh, young guy, played with Pittsburgh. But Dwayne Rupp was the first Pittsburgh defenseman to get the hat trick. In Ottawa, too, the rink was called the rush in. You stood yeah, 50 cents or something like that. Too, but you couldn't get into the other seats. They picked me up in junior hockey. You're allowed to pick up a player after you get out of your district. Mm-hmm. And we played Canadian juniors. We gave them a good run. We got beat 4-2, then got beat 6-2. I got a backhander on that, too, on it, so it's...
0: Yeah, and uh, th- all the rinks that you played. We've been talking about this, but uh, I want to go back and talk about uh, Toledo. You know, because I love to talk about that rivalry because I think it's one of the best rivalries yeah, in all of sports. It is. The all of the sports. I don't. I don't care no. what sport it is. It's it's Michigan Ohio State. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's It's Red Sox Yankees. It's yeah. that's what it is in minor league hockey. Yeah. yeah,
1: you're you're absolutely right. Because uh, it's interesting too because that's for.
0: Uh, First coach came from right. Alex Wood came and the, right, and there's so many connections. Roger Masonoff played with. Oh Toledo yeah, Roger. Roger played. Yeah, Roger. Play, yeah, Roger. Yeah. And, so many.
1: Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is you you had that connection because there's 110 miles from Fort Wayne, yeah. you know, and then you go by, you know, uh, like that too and that. So yeah, it's, it's, oh Toledo too, man. It, the people in there were oh man, yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember. I, gotta, I wasn't planning tomorrow was, Reggie and I and our wives came with us for a playoff game and this guy for 14 years was on me all the time and guess where I'm sitting it's right beside him he said something and I just boom <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> the police are there but the guys in the dressing room would pull me that pull me in, on that. But Toledo is just—it's—it's it's, uh, one of those. I mean, they're one of the uh, oldest teams. Well, in fact they were the original right, team were, of the IHL. Yeah. See, so then you had Sarnia in there. Then you had uh, Windsor, Detroit. You had because uh, Detroit Hatchie, Windsor Spitfires like that too. Mm-hmm. And that. so, but yeah, that that
0: Toledo was. Uh, yeah. But somebody, like you said, you, the, the the arena back in the day was yeah was an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> but again, I mean, uh, uh, the new
1: rink. Got to mm. congratulate Toledo. It's right downtown, and uh, you know, and the Huntington Center, and uh, we were there. We had well. We went down there when they had the outdoor rink when it rained. Down. Yeah, but just like an Indy, uh, this guy Ferelli came down for the playoffs. He elbowed me, so that's fine. So he's coming along, and I just decked him with a one elbow. <laughs> so we get in the penalty box, and anyways, getting in there. Well, there was nobody in between us, so I just reached up and punched him one again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he kicked out of the game. In fact, we we're playing. I forget now. Oh, Cliff Hicks was the goaltender, and he was from Sandy Hill too. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of guys. Sandy Hill was quite a See that's for the um, fellow from Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, yeah, yeah, he's from Sudbury. Okay, and he went to Ottawa University for school, which is in, in district, which is in Sandy Hill. Ottawa U is the biggest university in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I want to talk about Eddie Longday. You got the key to the city up here. And you're one of, uh, well, two comets. Bob Chase got the yeah. the city as well. So it still hangs here. <laughs> yeah, it hangs <laughs> yeah. here. I feel, uh, yeah. see, it's the people that make you who you
1: are. You don't make the people who they are. Okay. Yeah. In fact, it was the fans that put it on. I remember, Bob Chase was on the committee and Bud Gallmire and uh, other people like that, too. And this is the thing, too, that little boy sent in, I think, a dollar. But that was through Bob Chase, as far as all this, you yeah. Know? And and the people, my mother, my dad had died the year before. That's was sixty-five. Right? Yeah, and my mother called my mother on the phone. So oh, I can't make it. I said okay. And uh, my mother was a yes or no lady, anyways. In the meantime, my father-in-law was getting everything together. And in uh, fact, when they had to introduce me to Brady. And Valerie, our oldest one, there were only two of the kids uh, on there like that, too. The other ones were too young. And anyway, so it ends up uh, having that night. That's when Chuck Adamson had... I think he had only 12 saves. I think we beat Dayton 12 to one.
0: And, and that's what I was going to bring up. That was a, a game that was the Eddie Long Eddie Long night. Your your number was retired. Yeah. And it's still a game that's famous because it's 12 to one. Uh, in the record book, it says uh, 70 shots on net. Yeah. 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 So I think uh, some places say it's 80. No one will know, but 70. still, it's still a record. 70 is still a record. <laughs> yeah
1: uh you know with with uh, with with Chuck and all these guys like that too with uh well, we got Teddy Wright, who we lost, he was on the team and uh well just like that one line we had with one person doesn't get enough credit, Johnny Goodwood he made yeah. that line, yeah' Because I coached him, yeah, Revard and Dubcheck. Not that they didn't play well. I don't mean that. Points. But again, what you have is, you know, the the people there. It was packed. In fact, they only allowed 8,200, but 8,500 were were in there. And the ushers pitched in and gave me something. I got a nice freezer, $1,000. I mean, we got different things, food and all this. So it was very... At that time, when you take a look, you know, as far as just appreciate things, you know, what to do. Yeah. And and I think that she just shows you what the people are like here in Fort Wayne. I mean, you know, and that's the neat thing about it, what they do, you know. And when you see them on the street, oh, you're ready long. I said, what's your name? Well, oh, I'm not uh, I said, "What's your name, sir?" We're all famous. Yeah. So I make people feel. Yeah, that was that was again. You don't realize how, how great that was till years later. Yeah. You see, you meet all these guys. You would never meet them. You would never have the opportunity. You know, and that, that's that's a big thing like that too. That I, I I really feel. Make the fans feel important. And be kind to people. Just like this young man, he's blind, and uh, he goes to the games. In fact, there was a lady, she had a concessions downtown at the courthouse. name was Gert Webster. She used to go to the
0: hockey game. She was blind. Mm-hmm. Remember Gert Webster? Uh, yeah, and uh, Jason Jarvis, who was uh, Jason. Jason, was, yeah.
1: yeah. Call me last night. Yeah, yeah Jason is really, I got through him, through one of our daughters like that, too. Cause then Blake did the story on him like that yeah. too. So I went out like that too. Yeah. And uh, Jason calls on the phone. He's really, he was there the calling. Yeah, he called me Sunday night when I got, I got home about a quarter to nine, I guess it was. But
0: again, he's, you
1: take a look at that young man. I mean, he's really made something of his life.
0: Absolutely, and I talk to Jason all the time too. That, that's that's I see, that's do. that's yeah. see, that's what I'm yeah. saying. People yeah. like
1: that take the time, you know, yeah. and give people compliments.
0: Well, thanks very much. I'll I'll get out of here. Eddie. I appreciate it. What an absolute delight that was to have a chance to sit down and talk to Mr. Comet himself, Eddie Long. I want to thank Eddie for being my guest. I want to thank Brady Long, his son, for helping me set that up because that was just a joy and uh, folks, if you get a chance buy the book, The Boy Who Would Become Mr. Comet. You can get it on Amazon. It uh, tells you all about his story in Ottawa. Some great stories all about Comet hockey. It's all there. You can uh, read about all the stories that we talked about on this show. So get the book, The Boy Who would become Mr. Comments and I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Huntington University Comments podcast.